0: Welcome to the Raising Righteous Muslim Through Arabic podcast. This is Hannah, your host and founder of Arabic Nest. Get ready for your little dose of inspiration, motivation and insights into helping you make Arabic part of your life and your child's life. To me, embarking on this journey isn't just about the technicality of language learning. It is about connecting our children and ourselves to the language of the Quran, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's about preparing and empowering ourselves on all aspects of our life so we can be at our best to carry out this wonderful mission. So dear Muslim parents, if you're feeling overwhelmed and confused about teaching your children Arabic following their development, worry no more. Arabic Nest is here to support you, even if you're a non-Arabic speaker. Join us on this transformative journey as we raise righteous Muslims through the beauty of the Arabic language. You can find out more about us in our latest news at ArabicNest.com or stay in touch by following us on Instagram at Arabic underscore Nest. Assalamu alaikum dear loyal listeners, and welcome to all the newbies on the podcast. Today, my guest on the podcast was suggested to me by one of you, which I love. So if you want me to have someone on the podcast, just get in touch with me, inshallah. Her name is Um Ahmed, and she's going to share with us her inspiring story, inshallah. So, Umm Ahmed is a Quranic coach, founder of Janana, an online Arabic school for moms and kids. She also runs an online bookstore for kids with books in Arabic. She's a mom of four bilingual kids with an interesting combination. Yes, they speak Russian and Arabic and they are currently living in Egypt. Her mission is to help women pave their way to the Quran and from the Quran to themselves and to help them to think and to act like believers. Building a strong relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So assalamu salamu alaykum, um Ahmed, and welcome. Alaykum <laughs> as-salam wa
1: rahmatullahi barakatuh dear
0: Hana. You're my first Russian-speaking guest, and I'm really looking forward to knowing more about your journey with Arabic, mashallah. So let's just dive in, and could you tell me a bit more about yourself and your journey, Inshallah?
1: Yes, um. Uh... My name is, uh, I had two names. One name is uh, Islamic name, which I co- took when I converted, is Aisha. And first name is Xenia. I was born in uh, north of Russia, uh, in the borders of Finland. And uh, when I was studying in school, we were learning two languages, Russian and Finnish language. So I was uh, in uh, growing in two languages and took my experience of learning Fluent language, not only through the ways of learning huruf, uh, letters and words, but uh, going deeply to the life. And in my experience in learning, Arab, uh, in learning languages is connected with uh, life using language. Uh, so, since I'm five years old, my parents took me to music. <laughs> I was a musician and I was doing well in it. So after school, we transferred ourselves to Petersburg, where I uh, entered to musical college, and after that conservatory, which I graduated as a, a musicologist. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala guided me through the understanding music, to hear the miracle of Quran. It happened wonderful things. One once uh, I went to the village, Russian village. Uh, with my uh, friend it was teacher and we were collecting folk songs from old women you know (laughs) songs and old stories and we came to Tatar village and it was house of uh, tatars muslims and first time in my life i heard the quran i never i never heard it before and i didn't know what is this but when i heard quran uh, the sound of quran how sheikh repeats uh, it i was so amazed as a musicologist how sounds can be like this how phrases can be like this how the words can sound like this it was something uh, abnormal something wonderful i heard it as a sound miracle but i didn't know at that time when i was hearing this that is quran so when i returned back to my home uh, I just kept it in my heart. That is, I, I had such a special uh, experience, and that's all. <laughs> and after a while, after a few years, Allah guided me to Egypt, where I met my husband, and he started to my future husband, and he started to introduce me to Islam, to tell me about basics. So I converted, and then I decided that I wish to leave uh, music. I wish to leave all my career, which I built it for. 25 years. Uh, and this was path which was built for me, star path. Uh, and I decided to leave everything and to go to Egypt, my husband, and to build my life from a new page, growing Iman in my heart. So it started another period of my life when I was concerning of my Iman, uh, growing my knowledge, learning Arabic, uh, learning Quran and then uh, uh, kids one two three four <laughs> Alhamdulillah, uh, which made me also more deep uh, think about myself about my connection to Allah. How can I give it to them? How I teach this to them? And my Arabic was growing with my kids. And after that, yes, uh, the last uh, important step for me was when I. It was one year ago when I learned coaching, it is way. How can I realize my thoughts, my feelings and my actions in connection? So it helped me much also to understand myself, why I'm acting like this, what is behind these actions and feelings to see my in- real intentions, to be honest with myself. And I found in Quran very deep uh, healing for all the heart ones. On the level of thinking, level of feeling, because the Quran is living, uh, building for us very strong uh, way of thinking, which help us to be strong in this life and be successful fi dunya wal akhirah. Subhanallah,
0: what what a journey! Subhanallah, it, it's truly truly amazing to hear your journey. Um, and how subhanallah this is why I always love reverse story because there's an unfolding of events that makes it so special and it's always so unique like I mean Allah uh, kind of allowing you in your life to be going to the music so when you listen to the Quran you can have this uh, affect your heart you know in a way so like it wouldn't be the same if it was a just a random person who doesn't have any like knowledge about music or anything that would listen to the Quran. But you, because you had uh, all this background in music, in like you know the technicality of sounds and stuff, and that when you heard the Quran, you could see the true miracle of the Quran from that perspective. Subhanallah. So, so it's really, really interesting, and even your whole story. Um, Being, I I didn't know actually, being in um, Finland, I mean near Finland and and learning both languages. So you already have uh, some kind of um, background for bilingualism or multilingual uh, aspects. So it's very, very interesting, uh, subhanAllah. And I absolutely love your take on the coaching side, you know, on the self-development. For me, this is something I advocate a lot. Uh, I want us to be able to connect to the Arabic language so we can connect to the words of Allah, so we can connect to ourselves, so we can be at our best, so we can fulfill our mission here on earth, uh, whatever Allah has for us in store, so we can actually do it to the best of our ability. So this is something I really, really like um, and I really love. So alhamdulillah, I'm really glad to hear your journey, mashallah. So you've you've made hijra then to Egypt, right, Masr? Yes. So yes. do you feel um, that by going to Masr, uh, you were able to learn Arabic um, faster, or was it easier, or not? Maybe so. How was your experience with Arabic specifically, like learning um, and understanding when you were uh, in Egypt?
1: Yes, for sure. When you are in the Arabic speaking land and you are surrounded with people who are speaking Arabic and people from your family are speaking Arabic <laughs> and your husband is speaking Arabic for sure it's very big, big push for you and big motivation to learn it uh, but I, I know much people who are living here and have uh, environment of uh, Arabic language but they continue their way on speaking uh, English or Russian because it's easier. So whatever you are in Russia or America or Malaysia or Egypt, you had to make efforts to learn language. And, uh, I started to learn my, uh, Arabic first in, uh, Alexandria university. It was the uh, courses for non-speakers. It was courses of FOSFA and, um, Ameya, speaking language, local language and we took a London course, but I wasn't satisfied with this. I felt it uh, something is missed. And um, like I'm out of, um, I don't have connection with the language of Islamic knowledge. So I started to search for another marcus, uh which I found Alhamdulillah, and and continued my way with Arabiya Baniyadaiq and completed with uh, uh, Egyptian Ostaza, all our uh, learning was in Arabic, alhamdulillah. And we had the sisters from Malaysia, from uh, America, from uh, Russia. It was pretty nice to learn together language uh, of Allah and go together trying to get closer to you. It's like there is no borders, there is no nationalities. We are just sisters. It was very, very nice. And in the same time, I started to learn Quran in the masjid with the Sheikha and uh, took my ijazah in Juzama and after that I completed a reading ijazah with uh, uh, with another sheikha And indeed, it's this process of educating myself and learning doesn't stop. I'm continue learning. Uh, I took a course course speaker and not Arabic speaker introduced language, and it was very big and nice experience uh, to understand to see Arabic language. From reality of uh, English language, to see its structures, uh, to see its connections. And it, this education, this learning gave me much also in understanding Arabic um, logic, logic of Arabic language. And then I decided to complete my, when I had already three kids and I just, when I just born the third kid, uh, one of the sisters, she told me, you know, there is a academia that, that academy. It's Islamic Academy by Sheikh Salih Munajid. And um, she thought, let's, it's for free, uh, Islamic education for two years uh, online. So she thought, let's join it. First, I thought to myself, no, how I will study online with uh, three kids and just born it baby, it will be pretty hard. I will not be able to complete this education. Then I told myself, I just need it. I just need the strong uh, strong knowledge in sharia, in um, in aqidah, fiqh, uh, hadith, just basics. I need strong basics. So, uh, just tawakarnu uh, allah, allah ul And we joined this uh, academy, and what was one of the best times for me these two years of studying, uh, when... Each day has connection with Islamic knowledge. And each day you, you take one hadith with sharh, you take uh, tafsir, you take uh, aqeedah, you take uh, tarbiyah. Uh, and you feel like really are building a strong foundation for your soul. And you make your path to Allah, you know, like building with stones, alhamdulillah and it actually it's not education which is something especially for shuyukh or it's such a knowledge which each
0: muslim should have definitely definitely this is so so important what you're saying uh mashallah and it's it's such a, a long and complex journey for you and and you've kept at, at it alhamdulillah even with children i know this is a a big concern from for a lot of moms uh thinking no because I have children, I have young children, I cannot do this uh I won't have the time, I won't have the energy, but it is possible, and you are an example of it subhanallah and and yeah and and being knowledgeable is 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 really really important, and as you mentioned, it's an a lifelong learning uh journey. It's not like something that okay i I study for two years and then i'm I'm good for my whole life. It's like it never ends. We constantly yes. need to to learn. And even even if everything that we've learned, I feel that we also need to remind ourselves of everything we've learned. Like we need the, the refresher all the time because we are insane, right? We forget things. So we need constantly to be reminded. And, and having these kind of experiences of learning, um, even in more uh, structured ways, is really, really important, Mashallah. Taskia uh, purify, uh purifying the hearts which always
1: get dirty with our sins mistakes we uh, always fall down in rafla <laughs> in forgetting Allah or our intentions we lose it often and uh, so our hearts need uh, to be purified all the time to be reminded all the time and it's only with knowledge which connection with connection with uh, Quran and Sunnah. So I I hope this uh, way is still the last breezes of our life, inshallah.
0: Inshallah, tabarakallah. That's amazing. So so you mentioned because um you have four children, right? So you're yeah. you're trying to raise them bilingual, right? Yes. Alhamdulillah. So, can you tell us more a bit more about how you're approaching this journey with your children? You mentioned uh, at some point that you were learning with them, but like, how did you kind of start and like, yes. how did it evolve?
1: Uh, yes, it one uh, of my first son born it, Ahmed. It was such a su- situation that my husband used to work from early morning till late evening. So, I was on the source for him for taking. Uh, Language. Mostly I was speaking with him Russian because it's language of my heart, uh, which is easy for me when I can easily express what I want uh, to deliver for him my thoughts. Uh, So when he was three or four years old, in time when the kids should start to speak relatives, uh, Egyptian relatives started to say why he's not speaking Arabic, why you don't speak Arabic with him, uh, uh, why, 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 why? <laughs> started, you shouldn't speak Russian because it will spoil his Arabic and um, he will not be able to communicate with other people and, and so on. So I was stubborn <laughs> and I told them, I will not leave Russian language because uh, it's important for me to have uh, such a deep emotional connection with him through this language. And if I will not learn him Russian, no one will learn him after the, that. And he'll lose uh, the connection with the part of family, which is Russian speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't wish so. It was my strong motivation. But from other side I thought to myself, yes, okay, I will try to learn Arabic, even teach him Arabic, even though my Arabic wasn't so much good. First I started with a normal way. <laughs> As often mommies start, I bought letters huruf Al Arabiya, and separated words. And we started to play or to make activities and uh, uh, crafts. But actually, I wasn't encouraged and my son wasn't so much uh, taking this knowledge. And I felt there is something missed, something not okay. So it, uh, I started to read about other experience of learning language and I found that uh, bilingual mummies um, started to follow how they teachers They shared that they're just speaking in uh, normal life with their the language, the reading books together, the reading verses, uh, watching cartoons together. So I thought to myself, okay, let me try. I started to use simple phrases in Arabic, in normal life, like a'atini, a'atini Hal to read? Hal to read? And I found that my uh, all what I learned in uh, Alexandria University and Arabia Bainé wasn't so helpful for me for a uh, casual life. The phrases and the voc- vocabulary which I learned there is not helping me much. So I started to uh, realize which phrases I'm using with my son uh, most of all in Russian language. And I started to translate it, to write for myself in the book, in the notebook, and translate it to Arabic and try to use it in Arabic after that. What I didn't know, I used to ask my husband uh, to translate so like this step step I started to enter uh, Arabic language, uh, Arabic phrases to our casual life. After that, I start, uh, I tried to find uh, good Arabic books, simple Arabic books for kids. And I was surprised that it's very hard to find it. And that time, it was uh, 10 years ago, uh, it was very hard. It was mostly the books which must match texts which is uh, not nice pictures, something even hard for me is a non-speaker to understand and to uh, give it to kids in a joyful way. So I was searching different uh, in bookshops and searching for the publishing houses and I found one publishing house called Safir which have such a simple and nice books, which not much words and nice pictures. And we started to get these books for my son and I started to read it with him, improving my language and trying to uh, give it to him. So it's also was another bridge to Arabic language for me and him. And third thing which helped us to build uh, Arabic environment and start to speak is the uh, games. Uh, finger games and uh, anashid. Also, I started to search to surf in the internet, trying to find any simple finger game in Arabic or any anashid. And I found very big difficulty in this. Uh, all Arab and anashid have such a fast speed and not easy vocabulary and such a special tune, which is not easy to catch for non-Arabs. So I had to create my own, uh, my own songs, and the own finger games. I used to take Russian game, finger games, and just to translate it to Arabic, and it worked. So uh, I found that this is very nice, since uh, really my son started to speak Arabic step by step, and uh, he started to understand, and relatives were happy that finally uh, they understand him and he understand uh, them. And I found that my experience is useful for other moms, which also wish to help kids to understand and use language of Quran, not only just to read. So I started to share my experience, to make short courses, to give lectures how to uh, how to enter Arabic language to our life, how to make it useful and uh, practical. Actually, what you are doing is very nice and amazing, and I think this is very close away to what I'm doing. So I'm very happy that you invited me because it's very close to my heart what you are doing. Barakal <laughs> <laughs> Fiki.
0: Alhamdulillah, Fiki, Barakallah. Yeah, actually what you're mentioning is I, I, exactly what I'm advocating is, is literally leaving the Arabic language as making it part of your life. So it's not just like another subject. It's not just like some lessons that we take throughout the week. It is something that is part of your life. So it's because this is the way to build connection to the language so it's connected to our hearts and not just our minds by understanding and speaking the language but it's truly a language that we feel connected to. So when we read uh, the Quran because this is the ultimate goal when we read the Quran we can feel it in our heart and not just understand it with our mind because this is the ultimate purpose. We have to reach the hearts of our children so they can truly be connected to the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and something i really like about what you are sharing in your journey is that you really try to make the most of your own like situation and culture i mean you're russian so i i don't know you mentioned the finger uh, games which i don't know maybe in my culture this is not very common maybe in russian culture this is very common and you adapted it because for you, it was something uh, that that spoke to your heart, right? So something that sure. maybe reminded you of your own childhood, and so this is something that also made you more excited about. So you would go the extra mile to go and translate, to go and ask for your husband to help you, and to search and do all these things because you connected it to your own heart, also. And and this is something. Uh, that I see quite often with families that they try to, to put in place strategies or things that doesn't fit their situation. They're just trying to replicate what is some, someone else is doing and it doesn't work for them. And so they're not successful and they give up. Um, but the key here is to actually. Uh, find ways that speak to you and adapt it and just infuse Arabic into it so it becomes not natural it becomes normal it becomes enjoyable and this is exactly what you've been doing mashallah and it's really really amazing uh, to see all the efforts and everything you've been doing and I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it brought a lot of success uh, in your journey alhamdulillah so this is really really amazing
1: this is the sunnah of Muhammad sallam, to make uh to to choose easiest ways. Exactly. SubhanAllah, yeah. In, in life. So whenever you find something easier, it, it goes easy for you. And whenever you find something hard, you have to struggle with it and your struggle with yourself. So why we should waste our time for struggling when there is easier ways? Yes, we just we should spend some time to find these ways. But whenever we find this easy ways, everything goes fast. Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. Exactly, subhanAllah. Exactly. So so you founded an um, online Arabic school, right? Um, I guess it's mostly targeted to Russian speakers, is it?
1: Yes, it's only for Russian speakers.
0: Okay, but could you tell us more about it? So maybe if there's some Russian here in the audience listening to me, they can go check it out, inshallah.
1: Yes. Uh, First of all it was uh, I started to give courses for moms how to use Arabic language in a practical way how to play with kids in Arabic how to read books in Arabic how to use uh, casual phrases in uh, practical life and it wasn't easy because they have such a uh, psychological problems How can I speak language which I'm not speaking by myself well? So will my kid understand me or not? Or if he'll understand, maybe he will not accept it from me, or you know. So uh, I found that it's it need it's not only about uh, how to use Arabic, but how to help yourself, help your mind and heart to start this. Most hard part in this is just to start start speaking, start playing, start trying anything, start reading. Because we take much knowledge from everything and everything looks nice and working and successful. But whenever we're trying to apply it for ourselves, we found that it uh, doesn't go forward. <laughs> there is something inside of us which doesn't help us go forward. So it's very important to have someone who supports you on this way and tell you, don't worry, we cross this way, we know the obstacles and it's not a problem, this problem will cross by, and we know how to find other ways to cross this problem and so on. And uh, then I found that uh, for moms, uh, it's important not only to learn how to teach kids Arabic, but by themselves, how to read books. There is no such a skill how to read books for kids. It needs learning. It's not only in Arabic language. It's a skill how to read book for kids so it can be interesting for him. How to make your tune, how to make your uh, body movements, how to show, how to connect picture and words in the book. So I started also to teach them this. Then I found that there is much moms who need uh, basics in grammar. Some of them need even basics in reading. There is missed parts. So I started to make a course of Arabic from zero, learning them, teaching them how to read and write, and after that, grammar. So like this, it's like, uh, you know, snowball. <laughs> uh, it comes more and more and more, and I just produce materials and course, which is useful for moms. Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. I'm really glad that, um, our Russian sisters from all over the world can have access to this, inshallah. So if you're Russian and you need some help, go check it out, inshallah. Uh, I'll put the information in the bio under so you can uh, see it, inshallah. But yeah, exactly. Everything you're saying resonates so much with me because when I started this project my first idea was just about you know the technicalities of the language at first it was like how to help parents teach their children how to read and write arabic right it was the basics and then the more i i was doing this project the more i realized there were so many other things uh that moms needed to tackle to overcome so they are, they can actually teach their children so there was this whole work that needed to happen before uh, they actually uh, taught their children. Um, and so that's why um, my project also is very similar to what you're doing, where I'm also, uh, trying to help mothers really, uh, remove all those barriers they have and, and really focus on themselves and how to be successful in this journey, inshallah. So, Alhamdulillah, I'm really glad that there's an option here for our Russian sisters. Uh, very good. So do you have some final words you would like to share with our listeners, inshallah?
1: Yes, I wish to tell all moms and all Muslims to look for themselves, look for their hearts, look for their connections with Allah. Because whenever we start with ourselves, we are able to do this and share it with our kids. Not as you should do this, you must do this, in Islam says this, but it will be something our soul experience. Which we really can share it with love, and tender and mercy with them, and which can be acceptable with their, with their hearts. So I call each one to learn Arabic and to hold strongly the rope of Allah and the rope of Quran. Never leave it, because whenever is in Quran, it's a healing for our hearts and our success in dunya al-akhira. and akhira. And whenever leaves the rope of Allah or go out from the straight path. We lose everything, exactly. We we lose our soul, spiritual calmness. We lose our connection with Allah. We lose our dunya and akhirah. And only coming back to Allah, to his words, and holding strong to Islam, whatever happened around us, uh, it is a way to be happy here and there. And to make happy our kids and to... Gives them knowledge of Islam with love.
0: Allahumma Perfect reminder to end this episode. Alhamdulillah. So, JazakAllah khairan so much for joining me today. It was really, really interesting. I really had a great time. Uh, JazakAllah khairan everyone for listening and tuning into this episode. Don't forget to stay in touch and be sure to rate and share this episode. Assalamualaikum wa wabarakatuh.
1: And I'm proud to be invited by you and to share my experience. And I hope it was useful for you and uh, those who will listen for us, inshallah.